You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, and we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm going to be hanging out here with you for the next three hours. Thank you to everyone who tuned in to hour number one. Because I get started at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm being joined by super producer and host Dave Shepard. And I'm happy to be joined by you, everybody listening all over North America. People on the free Odyssey app, people locked in on their local CBS Sports Radio affiliate. And, and hey, how about this? A big shout out and a thank you to everyone up in, in Maryland, in D.C., in Virginia. Uh, thank you so much. I had an opportunity to have a great conversation meet some new friends at the University of Maryland and in Baltimore. And uh, we're going to share that later on in the show. The Media for the Movement Tour continues on. Thank you to everyone in Baltimore. The University of Maryland. I met a new friend. We'll we'll share that with you. Adam is absolutely amazing. Hey, Shep, when's the last time you've been on a bike? On a bike? Man, during the pandemic. How many miles were you going on a bike? A lot. Would define a lot. I mean, in a uh, day. Well, let, let's put it this way: I was like Lance Armstrong, just cleaning a good guy. Oh well, damn. A lot of miles. I mean, Jerry, you remember what it was like in 2020? I mean, you couldn't really use public transportation. I I live in Georgia. Exactly. Where my where my public transport my ass nowhere. Well, wait, you know, in New York, that's all we have. People got cars. I see them on the street. I I had a car when I lived in New York. The way they drive, they ain't human beings. More like something else, if you ask me. Well, I understand that. Yes. My main man, Adam, today, we'll, we'll hear from him later on in the show. He skis, plays tennis. Today, after we left, he did an amazing presentation, by the way, uh, talking about inclusive health and dentistry and, and, you know, using sports for good. This man was like, hey, JR, I'm getting ready to ride my bike for 20 miles. I said, how often are you doing this? He's like, yeah, three, four times a week. He says, yeah, and I'm getting ready to, you know, for the weather to change at the beginning of year of the year so I can go skiing. And I'm saying to myself, well, damn, I'm, I'm just a lazy bum out here. Adam is, Adam is something special. So I, I look forward to sharing that conversation with you later on in the show, Media for the Movement Tour. We opened up the show talking about the, the biggest non-surprise ever. That Steve Nash is already done with the Brooklyn Nets, and good for him. That's what you call a, a blessing in disguise. You got to coach a bunch of ingrates. A matter of fact, y- you want to know the perfect scenario of, of, of what the Nets are? Do you remember this? This is Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant on Durant's The Exeteris podcast two years ago. Steve Nash just got the job, and this is the nonsense that Kyrie Irving was talking at the time. Listen to this. We don't need somebody to come in and put their coaching philosophy on everything that we're doing and change up the wheel and, yo, you guys need to start doing this. And we start running on the first day of practice. It's just like, no, (laughs) I don't really see us having a head coach. You know what I mean? Like, KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Jacques Vaughn could do it one day. It could could be, it can be, it's a collaborative effort, I think, on our part. Oh, well, we saw what happened. Steve Nash, this man rolled out of bed did not need this job, 
was never a coach, was never an assistant, was a consultant with the Golden State Warriors, was doing television, was owning soccer teams, was being an ambassador for basketball in Canada. He was living the good life. And now he's gone. And congratulations to him. Always a classy individual. He said that he and his family will continue to root for the Nets. And, uh, yeah, that's a nice thing to say. I'm also sure that Steve Nash is absolutely thrilled to be gone. Speaking of gone, uh, that news that came down the pipe earlier today about Steve Nash and the Nets mutually agreeing to move on from each other, there were a lot of individuals that were ready to move on, and that is in the NFL. Because the trade deadline, it came, it went, it passed at 4 p.m., and we have some we got some new faces, or we will have new faces in some new places. And how about this? The Miami Dolphins, who are just, they've been hemorrhaging yards, giving up chunk plays all over the place. They just allowed the Lions almost 400 yards. They decided to pick up Bradley Chubb. They want to put this man on the defensive line. They want to put him at the end so he can put some cr- pressure on the quarterback so he's not out there slinging it all over the place. The Miami Dolphins, which have historically, more recently, been damn good at the cornerback position, they've just given up yards all over the place. And so Mike McDaniel, he now has someone to help out on the defense. Uh, Chubb comes in, already has five and a half sacks. The team has 15 total by themselves. He has basically a third of their sacks, and he's going to come in, and he's going to join Jalen Phillips, Melvin Ingram, and Mike McDaniel, he loves what they see from the offense, but we know they got to focus on the D. Listen. They get excited when their stats are high because they know how much they've contributed to that. And we had a bunch of, uh, you know, key plays from uh, Mike Isecki, Trent Sherfield, you know, Raheem Mostert, um, and then, you know, the, the play that Tua um, had today, that, that's a, if we can get that every week, that's a winning formula. That's, that is t- tough to stop. Well, damn it, that was from a few days ago. Now you got a you gotta defender, man. Hopefully you guys aren't giving up all the yards while your offense tries to make up for it. Bradley Chubb coming in. A 2023 first-round pick. A 2024 fourth-round pick. Chase Edmonds is gone. And also a 2025 fifth-rounder. The Dolphins are trying to go, well, I don't want to say go for it. They're trying to go for someone who can stop Josh Allen. They have a record of 5-3, and three, and this is a good move for the Dolphins. They've needed a pass rusher for a long time. I'm not expecting, you know, Bradley Chubb to wake up and be Jason Taylor, but damn it, they need somebody established out there. And so the Dolphins, if you got to go by the, the, the winners-losers that most people do, the Dolphins, damn it, they're some winners. They were able to pick up some pass rushing help that will hopefully help minimize all the yards that they give up week after week after week. You want to talk about some other winners? How about this? It's going to take some time. And we talked about how much of a waste that this season has been. I'm talking about the Chicago Bears. They're acquiring picks. But this time, they also picked up an existing talent who's probably going to benefit being in a new place, and that's Chase Claypool. No longer a member of the Steelers. He gets sent out to Chicago for a 2023 second round pick. 
and now he should be the first and primary option for Justin Fields, something that this man did not operate with for the majority of this season. The ball gets snapped. Justin Fields says, can I run? And if the answer is no, he throws it in completion. He can do better right now, and he'll have a chance to go out there and do so. The Bears are 3-5. and five. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. They're stockpiling draft picks. And now they got a little bit of help. Is Chase Claypool going to make a gigantic difference the rest of the season? I'm not expecting that. But this is a good move for the Bears. You just have to hope that Fields can stay upright throughout the entire process. The Bears, winners, another team. They, they kind of jumped the gun a couple of weeks ago. That's the 49ers. Real simple. Bringing in Christian McCaffrey. In his second game, he's out here running for a touchdown. He's throwing for a touchdown. He's on the receiving end of a touchdown. Congratulations to him. They just beat the Rams 31-14. to And Jimmy Garoppolo, this is different than the Bears. Bears ain't playing for nothing right now but the future. The 49ers, they're trying to go back to a Super Bowl. Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. Hey, Shep, he's, he's still healthy, right? He didn't sprain like a fingernail in the past five minutes. At the present moment, Jimmy G is still good to go. Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. This is what he had to say about bringing in Christian McCaffrey. Honestly, watching film of him from Carolina, started to see it, and then on the practice field, just slowly, he would do little things. You know, he'd sit in zones, uh, talk the same way to me when, when we're just, like, talking about what we saw, and man showed out here today he made some nice plays for us all of our backs too they, they played great today but yeah Christian a couple of those just weren't really scripted uh you know on the it wasn't how it was planned out but uh yeah whenever you got a guy like that and we got a lot of playmakers in there but you just gotta get the ball in their hands and that's what I was trying to do today thought the you know they took away some of the deeper stuff from us and uh we had to go underneath but um you know when they do that our guys run with the ball better than anybody man w- wait until you got a healthy Debo out there with a healthy McCaffrey is It's dangerous. 49ers already got one of the best defenses in the NFL. They had Christian McCaffrey to make that that offense even more dynamic. Winners. Real simple. How about the Ravens? I I had this conversation. A big shout-out to my main man, Vinny, at the University of Maryland, Baltimore. He asked me specifically about the Ravens. Are they going to try to add anyone to that wide receiver receiver room? And the answer is, is no. They had to wait on health. They are still waiting on health. But we know the move that they did make. They brought on Roquan Smith from those Bears. How about the Bears are trading away established talent and they're still winning in that regard? The Ravens, they're doing damn good as well. Their head coach, Harbaugh, John, he came through, especially after beating up on those, and it was nice to see last week, beating up on those Bucks. He talked about their depth, and now they have even more. The depth, Isaiah stepping up, Nick Boyle stepping up the way he did, Josh stepping up the way he did. Offensive line was tremendous. Defense, I mean, defense played really well the whole game. Now he has one of the best middle linebackers, one of the best linebackers in the game, period. Shout out to the City Girls. This man, Roquan Smith, already leads the NFL in tackles. He already has a couple of sacks. He has a couple of INTs, and now you're sticking him in the middle of that defense. They haven't had a guy this good, not since Mosley, but since some guy named Ray Lewis was out there absolutely getting at the quarterback. So if I want to look at the trade deadline, and I want to look at teams that actually 
are going in a positive direction or improved, whether it's bringing in picks or whether it's bringing in established players, the Dolphins win by bringing in Bradley Chubb. The Bears win by bringing in Chase Claypool, a young wide receiver, but then also picking up tons of picks for guys like Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. 49ers obviously winning with Christian McCaffrey. The Ravens, who I just mentioned to you. Now, this is the fun part. And you might disagree. These are some losers. The Broncos, by getting rid of Bradley Chubb, they basically let everybody know that this is a lost season. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. Oh, no. You, you just had that one queued up, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Russell Wilson, what a guy. Go Broncos country. Let's ride, baby. They just beat those Jacksonville Jaguars in London. I guess the Broncos fans have a little bit of life. It was only a week ago where Russell Wilson was standing in front of the media and there was no let's ride. It was just walk off. Now he's, he's happy. There's nothing to be happy about. Broncos are three and five. They're not going anywhere. Yes, it's a good idea to get rid of Chubb and bring on those draft picks, but this is just nothing but confirmation that Russell Wilson and his team, they are going nowhere. And for some reason, because he's Russell Wilson, yeah, I think he might have to get used to it this year, he spoke to the media and he said, yeah, we're not good right now, but there's always the silver lining. Listen to this. Just to overcome, you know, be resilient. Obviously, the season hasn't gone the way we want it to, um, and it's not over yet. There's a lot more to do. There's a lot more that we want to accomplish. But every win counts. The game didn't start how we wanted it to, obviously. But to be able to answer back, we were down to nothing, come down the field. We picked up the tempo a little bit to be able to answer back. Then, uh, sure enough, the defense made another stop. We came back again and just uh, we kept swinging. It was uh, it's kind of like a heavyweight fight. We just got to keep going, keep swinging, keep getting up. And uh, that's what we were able to do. Oh, man. He could find the silver lining in anything. There could be there could be somebody stuck in a burning building and Russell Wilson would find the silver lining. I mean, well, damn, bro. Hey, Shep, the most negative thing he's ever said was what I, I, I want to. Oh, no, that's. <laughs> that is that negative? Uh, well, uh, Jr. I mean, you want to say negative or fraudulent? Oh wow! I mean, I mean, Jr. I mean, he's a facade. He, he's he's a he's a manufactured uh, commercial waiting to happen, and he doesn't speak. Uh, you know, uh, candid if it fell and hit him in his face. Come on. What do you think actually goes on in his head? Like follow the script? Is is that what yeah, he does? Hundred percent, hundred percent. He is calculated in every single thing he says. There is not an ounce of organic genuineness that ever is spewed from his mouth, from his mind, even from his heart. He is he is an incredible talent, an individual that I think the greatest quarterback under six feet, Drew Brees was six feet. He's the greatest small quarterback we've ever seen. Apologies to Fred Tarkenton, who did it when it wasn't as competitive. But he is well past his prime, JR. And the Broncos made the worst offseason acquisition of 2022, and it's not close. <laughs> yeah. That's why I say they... Uh... They stink right now. Right, right, right now you're being kind. No, they're losers. I don't know. I, look, between Tom Brady, loser, Russell Wilson right now, loser, and then Aaron Rodgers, I don't know who more people want to see crashing. Probably Rodgers, right? Would that be accurate? 
Um, the thing, you know, Rogers has a, a cult following on, on the other side. And when I say other side, I mean, I mean that side that supports, uh, you know, certain months in a day, if you get what I'm, if you get my drift. Okay. Yeah. Oh. At the, January 6th. Yeah, no, it was not a, well, that's, that's quite possible. Right. He's easy to dislike for many reasons, especially over recent years. And so, you know, what today is, it's not just. Tuesday. It's not just Taco Tuesday, depending on where the hell you live. I know somebody somewhere is eating tacos right now, listening to me and having a beer. This is also the day that Aaron Rodgers will sit down and have a conversation, if I want to call it that, with Pat McAfee. And so after that Sunday night football loss, which I enjoyed against the Buffalo Bills, where they pretty much couldn't muster anything, losing 27 to 17, Aaron Rodgers, he sat down with Pat McAfee, and they had a conversation. They talked about whether or not there were any positives there. Let's listen to see whether or not Aaron Rodgers is is almost like Russell Wilson. Where's the positivity? Well, there's never any moral victories. You know, I never really believe in that. I think there's things you can take from certain games that might give you confidence moving forward. But we've never really been a moral victory team in Green Bay. We're about wins, and when you're not – having wins and you're slumping. I think the most important thing is just to see how we deal with adversity and if we're going to stick together. And uh, I haven't really seen any uh, negative clips, so I'm assuming that, that means that we stuck together in the post game, and, and nobody was kind of throwing shade on anybody else or, or passing the blame, which is important. Yeah, so he is not like Russell Wilson. If you put Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers in a room and you lock them in there for 30 minutes... They would just stare at each other. They would. They would. I don't even know where the conversation would start or where it would end. Outside of being losers this season, it's just what else do these two guys have in common? And so the trade deadline has come. It has gone. If I want to think about some losers, the Broncos, losers, the Packers, losers. I got to think about winners, the Dolphins, the Bears, the Ravens, the Niners. Doing some damn good winning. The phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. NFL, we've seen some movement. What teams have gotten better, whether with picks or whether with actual players, and what teams are still going nowhere? I'm going to take your calls on the other side. 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show. Going to get a final let's ride for Broncos country. Oh, of course, Broncos country. Let's ride. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. But well, I'm gonna get off the radio and just want to let you know I commend you for what you're doing, JR. That's, that's great what you're up there doing, the speaking engagements and, and talking to these college students and stuff. We need more of that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Right before the break, we talked about the NFL trade deadline. 
talking about winners and losers, who did a good job, who did a bad job. If I want to think about winners, I think it's the Dolphins. I think it's the Bears, the Ravens, uh, the Niners. If I want to think about teams that didn't do anything, or maybe they did, how about the Broncos? pretty much conceding the rest of the season. I believe so. And then you have the Packers. They didn't get no help for Aaron Rodgers. Losers. Yeah, Russell Wilson and Rodgers, losers this year. 855-212-4CBS. Oh, yeah, by the way, game three of the World Series is done. The Phillies win. They blank the Astros. They beat them up seven to nothing. Bryce Harper is the first player ever with 20-plus hits, six-plus home runs, six-plus doubles in a single postseason. He's trying to obliterate records on the way to a World Series victory. A matter of fact, the game just ended. This is the final call on the Phillies radio network. And another 3-2 to McCormick. Strike three call. Got him looking. And the Phillies are two wins away. As they take out the Astros in this critical game three, a five-homer barrage backs the pitching of Rangers Suarez and the Phillies with a seven-to-nothing win tonight in game three. Hey, game four, tomorrow night, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We got Ryan calling from New Orleans here on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, how are you doing, JR? Uh, First time caller, long time listener. Yeah, we're talking about the trade deadline though. It's got to be. It's got to be the Bears, right? Um, you see Justin Fields moving in an arc similar to Jalen Hurts, right? Moving up uh, seems like and, he's developing pretty well. Well, I no, maybe not quite. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say so. I mean, I would still. We've seen a, a progression, obviously, from last year to this year, uh, with Hurts as as a quarterback. Thinking about his accuracy. He's still one of the best running QBs. But in that regard, I think Fields leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, Is it going to change with a clay pool and other talent? Maybe. But there's still opportunities where a guy is right in front of him and he's missing them, you know? Right, right. Well, I I think that them adding to the wide receiver depth, though, is like probably for value of any of the trades that have happened. It has to be the Claypool trade, though, because they Mooney. Who is Mooney? You know what I mean? Like, and he's the their number one. He's his number one option. Yeah, that's the only name. And and who is he to anybody? You know. And so they finally get like a reputable name in that receiving core. I mean, that's got to be the winner of the trade deadline, at least. I mean, CMC obviously is the biggest trade approaching the deadline, but like a trade, line, trade deadline day, adding to that receiver core, like that is completely no name. You know, that's a big move. Yeah, well, I think I think bringing in Claypool, but then also having – listen to this. This is the Bears. This is their picks for next year. They have their own first-rounder. They have a second-round pick from the, from the Ravens, when you think about Roquan. They have a third-round pick. They have two fourth-rounders. They have two fifth-rounders, and they have a seventh-rounder. So they can, yeah. they, can, they can pretty much, if they want to, really pursue someone, whether it be on the offensive line or whether it's another weapon – where are the Bears going to select? They're going to be in probably the eh, 10, top 10, give or take, maybe 15, no lower than that. They're going to have a, a pick at wide receiver or offensive line. And something else that they're going to need to do over time is also start to you know, fix that defense. So it's, it's going to take time with the Bears. Um, yeah. But, yes, definitely, they did an amazing job they're today. They're making Ryan. noise. I, li- I like where this GM's going with it, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you, man. 
Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I love the show, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go out to Scott calling from California. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Scott? Hey, yo, what's up, JR, man? I love listening to your show, but, man, I usually agree with you, but I got to tell you, man, the hate on uh, Russell Wilson, I'm not having it, man. I'm telling you right now, Denver Broncos would do better with Urban Meyer as the coach. That old line is trash. The running backs are not doing their job. They're not blocking. The wide receivers aren't catching. This ain't on Russell Wilson, man. This is on the Broncos mm, as a whole. It's uh, not. I, I'm not feeling it, man. I'm not it's feeling not, it. It's not pinning it on Russell Wilson. That's not something that I did. But it's it's looking at him and his own failures as well. Uh, a, he's been hurt. He's been injured. And he's not the same quarterback that he was a few years ago, especially when it comes down to his mobility. And so there's there's no way, none, and I would never say that, I wouldn't pin uh, the Broncos' loss and how bad they look. or not their loss. They just won against Jacksonville. But I wouldn't pin their season on Russell Wilson. But he certainly hasn't elevated them even in his own play. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you there. Bro. Oh, okay. Same, man. I, I feel you there, but, man, it's just like, come on. Broncos would be better with Urban Myers and the coach they got. I mean, okay. They're, they're All right. Well, we between you – between you and I, we just went between you and I, we just went down the list of issues that they have. And they all happen to be true. And that's why they suck. I can't I can't disagree with you. I gotta say, my Niners from the Bay though, I'm excited. They got McCaffrey, we're gonna do some things. I'm telling you right now. Okay. No, we see that. He's one of the most dynamic guys in the league and it's just a hope that uh, a couple of seasons ago that all of those injuries to his legs that they are, are now behind him because he is uh, he's absolutely amazing to watch. Thank you, Scott, for calling up from Cali. Let's stay in Cali, and let's go to Sacramento. Let's talk to PJ. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. What's up, PJ? Hey, JR, how you doing? Oh, man, you got a lot of energy, man. What's up? <laughs> yeah, it's PJ. You know, you're Domino's delivery driver. <laughs> oh, you still haven't given none of us a code, man. What's up? You holding out? <laughs> I know. I got. I got to do that. I got to do that. <laughs> What's you know, up? I, I was. I was wondering if you like the Vikings pickup today. Uh, the Lions tied in TJ. Uh, sorry, I don't know how to pronounce it. Hawkinson. Yes. Hawkinson. This man has been. Oh man, I'm sorry for my Lions fans. I'm. they just. Lions always getting the short end of the stick. No, he's yeah. a. He, he's a serviceable tight end, and he's going to certainly add. Uh, to the Minnesota Vikings in the, in the passing game. He's a giant human being at 6'5", and so I, I like the move. Is Am I still high or, or low on the Vikings? I'm not. I feel, I feel whatever about them. The Vikings are one of these teams where it's just like, when I see it in the postseason, I will believe it. I know there's a new head coach in O'Connell. I know that Kirk Cousins is looking okay, but we've seen plenty of years where he looks okay, and then he just he's he's too I don't calculate it isn't the word. <laughs> he he's he slows down. He doesn't want to take risks. When it right. comes down to just ultimately winning the game, Kirk Cousins is just like, Well, that's too risky, not gonna do it. And so he right. plays he play he's not aggressive. No, I I hundred percent agree with you. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. Well, PJ, I'll still wait on that code, okay? All right, sounds good. You have a good evening. All right, you as well. PJ calling from Sacramento. He's out here delivering pizzas, but 
He won't. Hey, Shep, you want one of those Domino's codes, don't you? Uh, not not this week, but most weeks, yes. Why not this week? What's going on? And I'm going to be uh, doing the NYC Marathon, Jr. You're going to be running the marathon. Damn right I am. Beautiful. Have you run it before? I have, sir. How many times? All right, this will be my, my third time, and I'll be beating Tiki Barber for a third time as well. Oh, my God. Well, Tiki's not running it this year, is he? He, he always runs. Tiki always runs he the marathon? He always runs, yes. When I did he first so run it? Ten years ago? a star NFL running back, then to doing distance of 26-plus miles. That's incredible. How many times has Tiki run a marathon? It, JR, it might be, it might be uh, close to 10 now. Already? Yeah, seriously. I remember him running it once, maybe twice. I don't know. He's doing it 10 times. He's done it a lot. No, um, it, it's got to be, I want to say, at minimum six or seven. Well, screw you, Shep. Hey, Marco Belletti, do you want one of these Domino's codes from PJ in Sacramento? Hell yeah. I'm a fat ass. Give it to me. Yeah. I'm not running well, any marathons. I'm all in. Me neither. Screw you, Shep, and your marathon. You keep that to yourself, okay? That's good. Yeah, Shep out here trying to be all fit. No, we will get the colds, me and Marco Belletti. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I'm going to take more of your calls on the other side, 855-212-4CBS. I told you how bad of a beatdown the Broncos have been getting despite the win. Been telling you about the beatdown uh, that the Packers have been getting. Well, I need to update you on the beatdown that a couple of Wolverines got at the hands of a Spartan. And then Deion Sanders, man, we had something tragic go down in Houston early this morning. And Deion Sanders is concerned about his players as they are currently in Houston. I'll explain on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. Listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you. I'm grateful for your brand of sports talk. You are the best. And I appreciate you keeping us entertained, informed with your hard hitting and beautiful style of sports talk. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. I'm going to get back to the lines in a second. We're talking about the NFL trade deadline. I want to share with you some comments made by Deion Sanders. I want to update you on the Spartans beating up on some guys, some Wolverines. But before I do that, I need to let you know about the Defensive Player of the Week sponsored by the Navy Federal Credit Union. They proudly serve the Armed Forces, DOD, veterans, and their families. Their members are the mission. You can learn more at NavyFederal.org. The Defensive Player of the Week, we got them last night. We saw what the Cincinnati Bengals did. Nothing. They got smashed by the Browns 32-13, to and it's partially because of Miles Garrett. He's the guy. He tipped the pass, led to an interception, had a sack and a half. Uh, he hit Joe Burrow four times. He, he pressured him six times, and he was just all over the damn place. Boom. There you have it. Defensive player of the week. And by the way, let's, let's not forget, Miles Garrett was in a car accident. About a month ago, car looked like trash. 
I guess that's what happens when your body is used to abuse. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Winners, losers, trade deadline. Dolphins did good getting a, a rusher, Bradley Chubb. Bears did good bringing in a wide receiver, a young one in Chase Claypool, but also accumulating more picks. Broncos basically, uh, without saying it, conceding the season. Packers not doing anything. Let's talk to Jonathan. He's calling from Atlanta. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, my goodness. Jonathan, you okay? I guess the answer is no. Tommy's calling from New Orleans. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Tommy? Hey, all we have, my brother. How about the Phils, man? Come on. Wow. The who? Oh, the Phillies? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, everybody and their mother, did you hit a home run tonight for the Phillies? I did not, but the thing yeah. is, like, growing up in New Orleans, you know, we didn't have a, um, a pro baseball team, so when the cable guy came to your house, you know, back then when he actually came to your house, you know, yeah, no. put a box in, in your house, all we had was WGN and TNT, so right. all we had was the Cubs and the Braves. So it's not that we like the Phillies, we just freaking hate the Astros, that's all. You know? No, I understand. Anyway. I think that's that's a good portion of America, man, watching those Cubs on WGN. And what is WGN? The they they, they yeah. switched years ago. What is it called now? I don't even know. Oh, I don't even know either. But that was back in the day, dude, but it had the, the box and it had 120 channels. But you I had to remember. get up off your ass and turn it. You know, you, there was no remote. You know what I'm saying? Anyway. Yeah, no, it's di- different now. Now you can put the remote on your phone. I know. Yeah, and then you can order the cable from your phone, too, and it, and it comes on, like, immediately. It's crazy. Yeah, it's um, 2022, so, uh, man. It was suggested earlier on the show that uh, Urban Meyer should be the, the coach of the Broncos. But that was um, a joke, man. I called to let now. you know, and I just let Chef know that I just got off the phone with Urban, and he is going to be the, the next coach, and he's going to uh, bring Brock Osweiler with him to play quarterback. And then he's going to trade Wilson to the the Ravens for Justin Tucker, and then they're going to win the Super Bowl. That's what he told me. Is Russell Wilson going to kick when he gets to Baltimore? Yes. Okay. It's in his okay. contract. He looks like he has a strong leg. That's a that's a hell of a yeah. possibility. He, he just but had the hamstring uh, injury, though. Seriously, man, I, I love the show. You know that. And uh, props to Shep on, on the marathon. And I caught Shep over the weekend. I uh, hosted another show, and he went on a terrific – uh, uh, monologue about the whole, you know, Kyrie Irving and, and the Jewish thing, and like that. So that was that was amazing. So well, Shep is am- care, Shep is like, amazing. That's why the hell he's here. He's amazing. Yes, sir. All, All right, right thank Take thank you, Tommy. No doubt about it. Hey, Shep, you're amazing. If you didn't know that, I learned from the best, Jr. I mean that, man. That's some crap. We don't don't pat me on the back. Just <laughs> take the compliment. There's man. truth to that, but I appreciate it. No doubt about it. Eight five five two one two four. Oh, how about this? The Brooklyn Nets, they lost. Kevin Durant just spoke. He actually talked about Steve Nash. What, 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 did, what, did, what did he say? He, he, what, he said he liked playing for him. Did he really say that? I like working with Steve. I like working with the coaching staff. It was a, a roller coaster the last few years, but, you know, the core of it, basketball, is something that we all love to do, you know. So regardless of who the coach, regardless of, you know, the circumstances, still got to come to work. So I enjoy coming to work with Steve. Oh, you can't say that, but then weeks ago not want to talk about the fact that you wanted him booted or, or at least clarify it. 
Man. These dudes want to talk out one side of their face, but then they don't want to provide clarity. They want to put things on social media. They want to allow stories to marinate and simmer, but they don't have the cojones to actually stand up for what they really want to say. Sounds like 2022. You got a bunch of people who want to scream, yell, and shout, and put things on social media. But when you actually want to talk about it, they got nothing. What a world we live in. This is what Kevin Durant had to say about uh, his reaction when Nash got the boot. Oh, shocked. I mean, you're always shocked when a move like this happens, but it's normal in the NBA. You know, so it's about getting ready for the game tonight. Some things are just, uh, you, you, you can never believe him. He didn't want to say anything about a month ago coming into training camp. He did not want to say anything. He didn't want to address the situation. He didn't want to clarify the rumors about he wanted him and Sean Marks gone. And now he's saying this? Oh, man. That's what Durant said went wrong with Nash. A lot of stuff. We didn't have a healthy team. just didn't play well. Um, and that's what happens in the league. So um, that doesn't take away from Steve's basketball IQ, his – how he teaches the game, I don't think that takes away from anything. It just didn't, we just didn't work out. Okay. Now, Kevin Durant, remind me one more time what Kyrie Irving said on your own show a few years ago. What, what, did, what did Kyrie Irving say about, uh, about Steve Nash? Let's hear that part. We don't need somebody to come in and put their coaching philosophy on everything that we're doing and change up the wheel and, yo, you guys need to start doing this. And we start running on the first day of practice. It's just like, no, <laughs> I don't really see us having a head coach. You know what I mean? Like, I – KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Jacques Vaughn could do it one day. It could, it could be, it can be, it's a collaborative effort, I think, on our part. I don't know that it fixes everything. Oh, man. I hope Steve Nash, I hope he's having a party right now. I hope he's sitting back somewhere having a drink. I hope, I don't know, is it Canadian whiskey? I assume there is. I hope he's having Canadian whiskey. This is what these guys say publicly. What the hell is going on behind the scenes? I don't even want to know. We don't need a coach. We don't need a coach. And Jacques Vaughn coached the team tonight, and then the Bulls come back. They allow Zach Levine to score 20. The Bulls beat the Nets. Good for Steve Nash. He should feel like he's a free individual, like he, he ran away from the asylum. I could see Steve Nash. I need somebody to to Photoshop this together for me. Put Steve Nash's head on the Joker as he leaves the asylum. You know the image where he's wearing the, the, the nurse's outfit and he has the detonator in his hand? Somebody put Steve Nash's head on that as he walks away. Well, he's not the one who's blowing the thing to smithereens. That might be... Kyrie Irving for whenever he leaves, so I guess I'm wrong. <laughs> it's it's a joke. It really is. <laughs> 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Grace is calling from Tacoma, Washington. You're on CBS Sports Radio. 
Hey, thanks a lot. Um, I'm I'm really upset about this Michigan State Michigan jump, and thanks a lot for the opportunity. I, long time, first time caller. This is really upsetting. There's some very graphic um, video that's on the web, and I what I cannot get wrap my head around. Those are men. Granted, they're young men. They are not children. How many walked by and witnessed this? Not one stepped in and said. Not here, not now. Take it outside, one-on-one, two-on-two. A gang jump on one? Really? I want an explanation, and I want a comment that directly answers that. And there's numerous people that were videoing footage so they could document it on their cameras, and they're not stepping in or saying a word. I well, want an explanation. The, the thank Spartans, you for the, letting me the, comment. The, the, the Spartans have now, as of today, suspended an additional four players. So eight Spartans total have been suspended. And if anyone is trying to, you know, think about what Grace is referring to, after the Wolverines beat Michigan State over the weekend, we did see two Spartans, or not two Spartans, excuse me. We saw two Wolverines getting beat up. Uh, Jaden McBurrows, Jamon Green, these guys were getting hit with helmets. I'm, I'm sorry, Grace. I, I have to hit the break. Even one of the cases, Jamon Green, his family is pressing charges. And so the Spartans, they suspended eight of their players. Uh, I don't personally believe that they took a long time to address the issue. They did. They suspended eight guys. And now they have to figure out how they want to move forward. You know, Coach Harbaugh has been very clear on what would take place. Charges being pressed. And this isn't this isn't the end of it. You want to talk about a rivalry? This was just, that was an ass whooping. That goes beyond football, and it's disgusting. 855-212-4CBS. On the other side, we're going to talk about this World Series. And speaking of disgusting, I want to alert you to something that Dion said. He is very scared for his players. I'll tell you what. 